I am like such a big proponent of taking a step back because that's really what the pandemic did for me is allowed me to take a step back and look at where I was and look at where I wanted to be, um, you know, five, 10 years from now and deciding whether or not I was on the path to get there. Today, we are talking to two friends, Melissa and Katie, who started a podcast during the pandemic. Both of them come from corporate backgrounds. Melissa came from recruiting and Katie is still in accounting. And we're talking about so many things, including the value of taking the time to reflect and gain clarity for yourself, how corporate cultures mold women to follow a very masculine way of being and acting in the job. Katie opens up about how being by herself during the pandemic left a lot of space for her to ask herself powerful questions. And Melissa speaks about the importance of vision and the path to get there. We also talk about how Finding your purpose can feel so messy and overwhelming and how to create opportunities for yourself in your current job and organization, how to powerfully advocate for yourself and step up for opportunities and raise your hand. And we're talking about the signs of when to stay in your current job and when it's time to leave and also what to do when you don't know what to do next. So take a listen. You will love them. We have Katie and Melissa joining us, and they are co-hosts of Patent Pending. And what is that? It's a podcast that began about a year ago, so in June of 2020, with the intention to provide a platform for stories of life's biggest transformations to be shared. Patent Pending has developed into a community and support network where individuals navigate navigating life's most transformative phases and feeling that resources might be lacking in their immediate reach can turn to for support and tools to navigate change. Katie and Melissa are entrepreneurs pursuing various businesses. They work together as podcast coaches. Katie is also a self-care coach, candle maker, an airborne independent consultant. And Melissa is a clarity coach and also a psychology consultant. So I will definitely let them share, you know, all the places where you can find find them later. But ladies, welcome and thank you so much for joining us here at Create Your Best Career. So I would love to hear, maybe we could start off with a little bit about your journeys and how did you got how did you get here? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. We're so pleased to be here with you and your community today. Um, just a little bit about us. Katie and I are two lifelong friends, Long Island girls, grew up in a small town who just had an inkling one day in the middle of the pandemic that we should start a podcast. Um, we are known for just being big talkers, always have been, and we were leaning on each other during times of need during the pandemic and decided that out of those conversations, we both had a ton of great stuff to say um, to support each other. So we figured, you know, if we could do it for each other, why can't we do it for somebody else? So we started a show and it's grown to be this amazing community since over the past year. Um, Katie and I are both corporate girls. Um, my previous background, I'm Melissa, and my previous background um, prior to really taking a full-on entrepreneurial route is in corporate staffing. So um, 
I studied international business back in my undergrad and um, received my bachelor's degree in that and then um, proceeded to start building a career in the world of staffing here in New York. And um, after having my first son 10 months later, I decided to quit and come home, be a stay-at-home mom. Um, that's when I went to do my health coaching certification and became an integrative health coach as well. And now I'm a stay-at-home mom of four, two stepchildren, two uh, babies of my own, and I am an entrepreneur. We do podcast coaching. I am also a clarity coach, and I am currently studying for my master's in IO psychology, working as an IO psychology consultant as well. Um, Katie, you want to give your intro? Yeah, so um, I'm Katie. I, like Melissa said, I also have a corporate background. So, um, and I'm still currently in the corporate world. Um, so when I graduated from high school, I went right into college and went for accounting. And if you're listening to this and you just heard my intro, you're probably like, huh? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I went for accounting. I got my CPA license. I'm now working as an auditor at a CPA firm um, with people that I love working with, like truly, truly love working with. Um, and when I was back in New York, I recently moved to Virginia um, in September. But when I was back in New York, uh, I was working from home during the pandemic, like Melissa said, and we were just kind of struggling through it together and helping each other out. And uh, I was seriously struggling with the lack of connection with people and so when we came up with the idea to start a podcast I was like this is it like this is the thing for us so I've been called a chatty Kathy my entire life with my name being Kathleen so um, it just kind of fit the mold and it made so much sense and so now with everything else that um, that I've built around it with Melissa and I with the podcast coaching and then also creating my um, candle making company and starting with Arbon. I mean, it's just opened so many doors and I am like such a big proponent of taking a step back because that's really what the pandemic did for me is allowed me to take a step back and look at where I was and look at where I wanted to be, um, you know, five, 10 years from now and deciding whether or not I was on the path to get there. And I was not <laughs> now I am. So, um, yeah, that's, that's honestly my biggest thing is take a step back and look at where you want to be, where you're going. So I'm so excited to be here. That's awesome. And thank you, ladies. So um, both of you have a little bit different timeframes, right? Kind of journey starting in the corporate uh, and then, you know, taking kind of different directions. So you mentioned clarity, Katie, right? And reflecting. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I hear a lot from women about, you know, kind of having this feeling inside, right? That when you're working, you have a job, right? You have stable income, but then, you know, you have this feeling that something is missing, right? There's some kind of like, it can be almost equated to an ache or that kind of nudge inside of you, you know, that you feel like, like maybe something is missing, but you don't really know what is it and what next step to take. So you mentioned reflection and clarity. So what is the value of it? And how do we kind of, what are some of the steps that you took to reflect and kind of decide on all these other things that you're pursuing? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that honestly, as women, I think this is something that we have. We are, it is so natural in us to be like reflectors and we really look at things from all different angles. And I feel like, especially when you are a woman who's gone into the corporate world um, at a young age, we are very molded into the more masculine side of things where it's tunnel vision, like have a goal in mind and accomplish it. And that's really where I was. That's what I did. Um, and I was lucky enough to have Melissa by my side, who is a, now a clarity coach um, and has tapped into that ability that she has. But I've had the advantage of having her by my side my entire life. Um, and I really just think that the the advantage to the advantage of the pandemic is something that I think none of us saw coming and it really forced us all to have that moment of reflection. Um, but I mean, just taking the time to really think it through and say, okay, why am I having this feeling? Why am I having this little voice in my head that's saying there's more out there for you? Like there's something else you need to be doing. And we just need to listen to it. We really just need to listen to it and, you know, take that step back and think about, well, why am I feeling this way? What aspects of my self am I not nourishing in what I'm currently doing? Because a lot of times we think that, okay, we're, we're stable, we're making money, we're, we're okay, we're, life is fine, right? But it's not entirely fulfilling there's something missing and so really recognizing that you don't have to be fulfilled by one single aspect of your life and there might be multiple things out there Melissa and I are perfect examples of that that are meant to be in your life and they're meant to nurture a certain part of you so you know just identifying that that piece or those multiple pieces that are missing that you could do something else and maybe you don't have to leave the corporate world to do it maybe it's something that you need to add to your life and not necessarily replace too yeah i totally agree katie uh, and thank you for sharing that because it's not always just making a change it doesn't mean that you won't find yourself you know just in a new job new set of people but with the same problems right unless you kind of take that step to reflect. So what I heard you say was really kind of that you had somebody to help you also to look from outside you, you know, somebody um, like Melissa, right? How powerful is that um, to, and then in addition to kind of pandemic forcing you to take the time to reflect, it sounds like, because we're also busy. It seems like, you know, when you're kind of in, like you said, the corporate, the goals, every, you know, you have your goals you need to achieve, right? And clients and different people you're interacting with, your boss, your team, you're busy. So there really is no time. How did you find the time? Or kind of what forced you? Was there like a like specific moment that made you kind of reflect? Yeah. Uh, I mean, isolation, honestly, yes. was it, that was the, it forced me into it it made me sit down and think because I had so much free airspace there was no one around me I was sitting at home working by myself uh and I just I just was forced to think about things in life and um yeah I think if you don't have someone in your life that is 
has the ability to kind of look at things from an outside perspective and guide you through that clarity, like working with a coach is like night and day difference. Invaluable. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think that we all need that mentorship. We all need that guidance. And, you know, if you don't have it naturally in your, your circle, it's something that you need to look for. Yeah. And Melissa, so you kind of stepped in and were, you know, um, somebody really powerful, right? To help from Katie and to have that support. And you do that for other people. And it sounds like you kind of had the clarity really fast. If we, you know, turn to you about just doing staffing for 10 months and how did you know, okay, now this is the exit for me. Yeah. So um, it actually was longer than 10 months. So I was in staffing for almost three years. And when my son was 10 months old after like, so I worked from home for four months and then I went back for the next six months of his first 10 months of life. And then I was like, I cannot do this. This is no way going to happen. There is no way. Like I can't see the path. I actually even switched firms. I was with one firm for the first two and a half ish years of my career. And then I was like, you know what? Let me go and see if there's an opportunity somewhere else. Let me just make sure that I actually want to leave this corporate space and go and do something else before I say sayonara. And that's exactly what I did. I went and found another job in staffing as an executive recruiter for a different firm, same city. And um, I was having the same experience on an even greater scale. It was, it was soul crushing every day. I was going in there and I was leaving and wanting to cry. It was horrible. (laughs) I can't can't connect with people the way that I want to connect with people. I need to find another way. So that was the number one thing I would say I was clear on was the fact that there was no path existing in a form that was going to be feasible for me to pursue, um, being a new mom. And also, you know, just having moved up my stepchildren and those, um, 10 months as well. I went from zero to three kids in a matter of one year. So it it was wild. I was like, I I have a whole new life. I got to reconsider all of the things. So that's what I did. I came home and I found a way and it definitely wasn't a clear path. Um, There's definitely a lot of um, movements to go through, a lot of clearing of the weeds. And since I'd been able to do that for myself and get clear on what the vision is and what the path forward is for me, I can now give that to others and give that gift in a new way where I can think about all the unique things that someone might be able to do with their passions and their interests. And that's what really clarity coaching has developed into for me. I love that. So both of you ladies are pretty much saying, and it was different circumstances, right? But it's kind of like life forced you to really kind of brought you to this, you know, um, moment where you had to evaluate, right? It's kind of like, I think a lot of people talk about change when they're brought to their knees, you know, that nobody really kind of starts to make significant change just, you know, um, unless there's some kind of push, you know, from the outside. So how, so let's say somebody is in that stage, right? They're in their corporate job and they, don't know they just feel that feeling right that something's off like you said there's a bit of a like lack of soul you know there's you know um not there's you know you can't fully express your gifts and talents you just feel like there's you know maybe the box is 
too tight around you, but you don't know what to do. What would be, you know, the first steps? Because it can feel overwhelming, right? And when you have the other parts of your life, kids, um, you know, significant other, you know, friends and all of that, and work is busy. So what, what would you say would be some of the first steps? Because what I also heard you say is that the purpose we might think it's, oh, ta-da, this hallelujah moment, but it sounds messy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's definitely messy, and it feels super overwhelming when you first take that leap. Um, I would say for somebody who's in that space where they feel like they're enclosed in that tight box of being in a single path career, start thinking about how it could look different. And if you don't want to leave that career, think about different ways that you could create a path for yourself within it. It's not to say, when we talk about clarity, it's not to say you have to become an entrepreneur or you have to leave your, your workspace to, to find the clarity that you need to grow and reveal other parts of your purpose. It could be there for you. It might just be like behind the trees in the forest somewhere. You may need to kind of walk the path a little bit and take it in a few different directions to really see what's right in front of you waiting to be taken care of. Um, I think my best advice around that is really looking for gaps in your workforce and gaps in your organization where you see a need and you think that you might have a skill or the ability to develop a skill that could support that need. And then raising your hand for that and saying, you know what, I, I would like to do something a little bit different. I'm not feeling super fulfilled by just the work that I'm doing right now. Could I maybe create a project around this? Could I do some work around this? Could I support you in this way? Creating the opportunities for yourself is crucial because a lot of times we're in these positions in the traditional workforce where opportunities aren't constantly coming down the pipe for us. They're not just like, it's not an overflow just coming at you like, oh, what do I want to grab and take with me? And take advantage of to grow my career. You have to ask for it a lot of times from my experience at least and the experience of many of my clients. It's like, if you're not raising your hand and standing up and saying, I don't really feel so fulfilled right here. I know I have more within me. Let me have an opportunity, please, to show you my gifts and show you how I can step forward for this opportunity that needs to be met. Then it's not likely gonna just come to you. No one's going to bring it to you on a silver platter. So you got, you got to ask, you have to create the opportunity for yourself. So I would say, assess your skills, assess the gaps, assess the things you would like to do with your skills and the environment that you're currently in and see if there's space for you to do that work. And if not, how can you create it in other ways in your life? Those are the questions to start with. I like that. I love those steps because they're simple enough. And then, so it's assess your skills. So you're talking about something like, listing down your strengths, which you, you know, either from your performance reviews or from what, you know, kind of activities that energize you or where you've succeeded in the past. And then um, identifying kind of other opportunities or maybe projects within your function that could utilize those skills and then going to your boss yeah, that's essentially what I'm saying. I think that, um, you know, some people are kind of fearful of stepping up and I know I've been there and that's why I can say that because it's, it's not always comfortable to go to your leaders and say, this is not enough. 
I'm more skilled than this. Let me do something more with my brain. I'm not stimulated. Please help me help you. Like that's another comfortable conversation to have and being able to be courageous enough to step up for yourself and your needs as a professional is extremely important on the front end of this conversation. After you've assessed and identified those things for yourself, being able to figure out what you can do with them and advocate for yourself in a way that's beneficial for all parties involved is crucial. Because if you're just going at it like, I need more, I need, I need, I need, then your boss likely could be like, I don't really care what you need. I need this. <laughs> what do you, why are you telling me what you need? You know, some bosses are that way. Some bosses are not. So really just being able to meet their need and show them how you can fulfill a need that maybe they're not even recognizing at this point is critical at this point when you're looking to make that type of move or transformation. So what you're saying, essentially, uh, I love that. So on a practical in a practical way, it's like, so you list your strengths, kind of your skills, what you like to do, or at least what you imagine, even if it's something you haven't done. Sometimes we imagine, right, that we will like to do, but then we create an opportunity, right, where we will be able to try it out and see it in real world <laughs> example, if that will be true indeed, but kind of like marrying it with looking also from your bosses, right, or bosses or the leader of the organization that you're a part of from their perspective, right? You have to kind of marry it and see what is their vision, right? What, where, how can I marry the two, mine and then position? It's how you say it, right? Absolutely. It's all about how you say it. If you're approaching it in a way that's um, self-centered and self-fulfilling, then it's not likely to be received in the proper context. Uh, so if you can approach it from a standpoint of, I know I can support you better in this way. Can I have a shot at it? Can we try this? Do you think this would be beneficial to you? Because I do. Let's, let's have a conversation. Then you're more likely to be heard the way that you want to be heard. So it's all about the courage first and pairing that with the assessment and the identification of these skills and these gaps. And then really going to your leaders and marrying that space meant like marrying the the need to the skill and creating a filled space where there was once a gap I love that actually uh, it's funny I'm reading this book building a story brand and talk about like uh, understanding your customer which your boss is your customer right in many oh, yeah. yeah yeah understanding your different customers so um, I love that let me ask you this you know to both of you but how long like, do you give it? Let's say you're in that position and you've tried, right? You've networked, you asked your boss, you know, tell them, okay, I'm ready for the next step, right? Like I'm good at X, Y, Z. Let me help you with, you know, these things. And then you also network, right? With other leaders, you really kind of look out at opportunities, but then nothing comes through. Like how long do you give it, right? How long do you give your current employer before you know, okay, it's time to look for something else. Yeah, that's hard. Um, it's, and I don't think there's one set rule. I don't think you can say, give it three months, give it six months, give it two years. I don't think there's one set number. I think that it's really about, I think one thing to look at is, are there other people out there doing what I'm a, like a, expressing that I want to do and are they doing it successfully is it 
Is it something that I can see happening in the world? Um, because that's a good sense. That gives you a good sense of, am I asking for something reasonable? Is this something that will actually help the company? Is this something that I'm just coming up with my head? Nobody's ever done it before. There's no evidence that it works. Um, and I'll tell you, chances are that you will find someone that's doing it. Um, the, the answer is typically yes, that there's something out there, someone out there doing it successfully. But I think that's a good kind of barometer of, am I asking for something reasonable? If that's the case, I honestly think that it has to do with your mental space and where you're at. How long, it, it, it's a personal decision and it's how long are you willing to give them to see your side? And then you can do things like presenting it in a different way, showing them evidence. When you go out there and you find it working for somebody else, go into your boss and show them evidence of it working for somebody else. And if there's, I don't think it's necessarily a timeline. I think it's more so the reactions that you're getting and you have to really evaluate um, the response that you're getting from your requests. Because if there's like absolutely no interest in helping you or changing anything within the company, they don't care about your recommendations, they're not interested in hearing from you at all, that's probably a pretty good sign that you're, you need to look somewhere else. Um, but I think it's, it's very difficult to give a set number of months or years to give it um, because it really is a personal decision. Melissa, do you have more to give on that? Yeah, I was just thinking at the start of that question that it's, um, it's unique and it's, um, it's, it's just unique. It's unique to everybody's situation to, to be able to put a number on it is definitely a hard thing to do. Um, I think that you hit the nail right on the head there, Katie, saying that it's really about your, your mental capacity and your ability, um, and desire really to stay where you are and withstand what you're withstanding. And if it comes down to the financial piece of like, Oh, well, this job sustains my life. Like, what am I going to do if I leave? then creating a plan around that, I think is the next most important step, really giving yourself a savings plan, giving yourself a timeline around like maybe how much time you want to put into savings and how much time you want to put into creating other sources of income to prepare yourself for that leave. You can really look at the job during that period of time as an investor for your dream of whatever it is that you want to do differently and then take the leap when you're financially prepared to do so and you can still sustain your life. Yeah, I, I would say too that one thing I wanted to mention is we're kind of out of the uh, generation, I'll say, of people who are like, you start working for a company, you're loyal to them until you retire. I think it is not wise to ever close the door to opportunities. I think you need to keep your options open at every single moment, always. And I think in doing that, when these situations come up where you're asking for something and you're not getting it, you will have already formed such a network of people just by keeping your options open and having conversations and just seeing what, what else is out there that you'll already know 
or have an, at least an idea of what you might be looking for if you were to leave. So it gives you, puts you that one step ahead um, if you do get to the point where you decide it's time to find something new. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I agree that there's no like preset timeline and it is individual. So you kind of really have to be in tune, right? With your own direction and kind of feel, sometimes take the, you know, the next step, you know, we don't feel that confidence necessarily, but it's kind of one step at a time. Um, what came to me when you ladies were talking was, you know, kind of like the, Another thing to look at, you know, kind of with what you're looking to do might be to see why, what skills and experience do you, you might be lacking or you might need to obtain to actually get those opportunities, right? Because there might be a gap, right? And it might be a good idea to also go to your boss and ask, does he or she think that you're ready for it, right? Or if not, you know, kind of what to do to close that gap, because that could be a very viable situation as well. So let me ask you, turn it around a bit, you know, so from a perspective that, yes, you feel something's missing, but you don't know, you can't clearly identify what is that opportunity you want to either create or go for. Like what, what kind of, um, you know, you know, there's an icky guy, right? There's a strength finder. There are all these personality assessments. What if you're really lacking the clarity, right? Kind of, you feel something's missing, but totally frozen on what next best step to take. That's a great question. And I think a lot of us feel that way. And that's why I do the work that I do now. It's just that too many people with so many gifts get very stuck in the overwhelm of being frozen analysis paralysis just being so stuck and analyzing all of the different things that you could do that it literally paralyzes you from doing anything at all and it's it's pretty depressing because you're like I know I have this feeling I have this calling I feel it I feel it maybe you feel it energetically but if you can't tap into it mentally then what can you really do to create it for yourself right so I think that the best thing to do at that standpoint is being able to work with somebody on the outside of your own mind that can actually, you know, help you see through the, the spaces that are seemingly like just not in your vision right now, just not in your space that you're able to see it. Because sometimes when you express your your interests, your potential passions of business um, and things that you'd like to do to somebody on the outside, they're able to help you see things from a new lens. And if you can see with a new lens, then you can act in a new way. And when you can act in a new way, you can create new results. So I think it's all starts with having these conversations and really seeking mentorship and guidance around that feeling of, I know I'm meant for more. How the heck do I get out of this rut and move towards that, whatever de the definition may be of more? And what is it? Like, how do I identify it? How do I figure that out? Um, I think that clarity really only comes from action. And if you're just sitting stuck in the rut and you're not taking action in any capacity, then you are likely to not reach a point of clarity. And that's, unfortunately, the lives that many people live 
and at the end of life, end up regretting the decisions that were made around that lifestyle of, well, why did I never just go for it? Why did I never figure it out? Why did I just follow the path? And that's a conversation Katie and I have all the time. We're like, are we just like being directed or are we making the path ourselves? It's really like about forging the way forward on your own and creating your own unique path because we all have it out there for us. It's just a matter of identifying what is the best life for you? And it all starts with vision and how you support yourself and that vision through the work that you do. So I think really having an outside ear is my answer to that question. It's best to get those thoughts out of your head, down on a paper and into somebody else's mind so you can get some feedback. I love that. Yeah, because it's kind of, I think there's a lot of similarities or analogies to work in career to um, your relationships. It's kind of like if you're in a bad relationship, you can't see it from the inside. You have to have your friend tell you, right? Like, what are you doing here, <laughs> right? It's bad, like, and you might have all these justifications, right, reasons. So it's really powerful, right, to have somebody from the outside to help you, guide you, because there are so many steps, right, to kind of get closer and closer to uncover your authentic self if you're not getting kind of clear intuition or guidance. Um, you talked about the power of vision. So tell us more. How can it serve, you know, in this instance, you know, if you are stuck and don't know, you feel you, you want to go for that purpose, you know, inside of you have more to give, you are, um, you know, but you don't feel appreciated. But, but again, you don't just know what next best step to take. What is the power of coming up with your vision? Yeah, I think um, the power of figuring out what the vision is and what you want for your future and what you want your life to look like is that you then get to kind of reverse engineer it and figure out what steps you need to take. So if you can't get to it from looking at your strengths and, you know, taking it one step at a time, start with the end, pick out what you want your life to look, look like. Um, and the hard part there is to really let go of those limits and just allow yourself to really dream big. But once you open up your mind and say, okay, if nothing, like there was no restrictions on anything at all, what would I want my life to look like? And from there, look for other people who maybe have similar lifestyles, maybe do similar things. And can you look at them and see how they got to where they are? Can you kind of take things that you like and dislike from what they've done? Um, and then you kind of work your way back one step at a time from the other end and say, okay, this is the life I want. How do I get there? What, what was the step before that? And what was the step before that? And so you get to where you are right now and you say, then it becomes so much clearer. And it's like, okay, now this is the next thing I need to do. And then constantly evaluating as you go, is this still getting me to the life that I want to live? I love the power of reverse engineering and yeah. kind of, yeah, seeing it and, you know, what, and let's say, okay, you come up with a vision, right? It's all like how you want to feel, Kind of what kind of people you want to work with right how much money you're making how you're integrating your work with your life you know 
it's this beautiful picture, right? You've looked and seen that somebody else can have it, right? That means that it is possible. But then, okay, what do you do with it then? How do you implement it? You know, especially if, okay, you see this vision, but then you come back and in the morning you wake up stressed, overwhelmed, busy, you know, with your day job. Yeah, I think um, what I like to do is wake up and say, I'm already that person that I see in my future. Like I am that person today. I know that I can get there. So I am there. I already am. And then asking yourself, how would that person live today? What would that person do today? If they, if I was them, you know, 10, 20 years from now, whatever it is, um, and just live each day, each thing you do as if you already have all of those things. I love that. So it's, and, and it probably won't be perfect, right? No. Like even if you can do a minute. <laughs> exactly. It's messy. It's a journey. And that's, that's the, you know, all this sounds like rainbows and butterflies. And it's like, life doesn't feel that way all the time. Um, but messy action is still action it's still progress and so if you you know if you can take one thing in your day today and do it as if you were your ultimate desired self down the road that's progress right from doing nothing today that is you then one thing is still progress so let me kind of okay go through a scenario let's imagine i admire oprah right for her presence you know what she's accomplished right her um communication right the ability to inspire right connect with people influence things and here i am <laughs> in my you know i wake up okay i think about her i think about my vision and then like my stress, overwhelm, you know, to do like my boss starts sending me emails, you know, I have meetings with difficult clients, you know, I need to present all my buttons are being pushed and like the regular. So how do you like, how would you apply it, you know, uh, once your typical Monday kicks in? That's a great question. And I think um, being able to step back and allow yourself to accept the fact that you deserve the time every single day to support your dream life and then create that time. Many of us work long hours. Many of us have many, many responsibilities and live these nonstop, constantly moving hamster wheel type of days. I know that that's the case, especially where I come from. And it's like, you just move and move and move and go and go and go. And then you stop and you're like, oh, I need a glass of wine. Oh my God, exhausted. And it's like, okay, take a second and think about all those things that you're doing for everybody else. What about you? What about you? If you can do all of that for somebody else or for many other people throughout your day, why can you not take 15 minutes, a half an hour, an hour, whatever it needs to be for you for yourself. It's kind of like working out. If you want to achieve a certain body weight or body image or whatever it may be, or strength level, 
then you obviously need to go and do something physical to create that outcome for yourself. It's the same thing when it comes to goals and creating physical outcomes in your life. It's the same thing when it comes to changing your mindset. If it's a mindset goal that you have, then maybe starting with something like meditation. If it's a physical goal that you have, then maybe starting with a walk. If it's a career goal that you have, then maybe starting with a plan, a plan of something that can be worked into your daily process that's going to bring you one step closer to that bigger vision goal. Really identifying all of the moving parts and the foundational pieces of the bigger vision is crucial to being able to do the reverse engineering piece properly. Because if you're just looking at it like, I want to live on a giant farm and I want to sit on my porch and sip lemonade and I want to be able to have free time to read books and watch the eagles fly by and do this and do that. Okay, great. That's wonderful. How much money does that cost? How do you create that in your life? Where in the world is that existing? Where are you right now? What is the gap in between? What does that um, mean for the other areas of your life when it comes to career, family life, activities, um, social, all of the different things? And what needs to change with those things to get to the goals on the other side of the vision, the big vivid vision, now, how do you get there just one step at a time? Katie and I like to say all the time, it's not about the next 10 bricks that go into building the building. It's about the one next brick and where you lay it. And that's so true. Like you cannot build a foundation to a house if you're laying the bricks all over the place and they're all scattered everywhere. It's never gonna build. You have to lay it where it belongs and do one brick at a time. And then before you know it, you have this amazing thing and we're living proof of that. We we've learned that over the past year. Like we didn't, we didn't know we were ever going to do a podcast. This is a perfect example. We chose to do a podcast because we knew it would bring us closer to the types of networks and communities we wanted to develop for ourselves and other people that were going through similar phases in life that we felt lack of support around. So what did we do? We figured out what it took to create a podcast and then we looked at where we were. And then we work backwards from there one step at a time to create a podcast and a community. And now we have all of these things a year later. So it's really just about creating a strategy that works for you and your lifestyle right now. And if that comes in 15 minute intervals throughout your day, then so be it. You're doing that one thing each day to support your goal, to support your vision of that bigger life for yourself. And eventually it all compounds over time and you are able to create something that you're really proud of. I love that. And how, how did you find that this next brick for you ladies, right? The podcast, how did you come to clarity that that was your next brick? That came through conversation again, just getting out of our own heads and like talking to each other. We were going on a walk. I'll just tell you the story. Cause it's a beautiful one. We were going on a walk around our neighborhood one day and we were just like venting to each other. I was stressed. I was like, I have no adult conversations. This is horrible. I'm around babies all day. This is not what I envisioned for my life. I don't want to be doing this. I'm losing all my skills. I can't even speak like a normal person anymore. I'm losing all my vocabulary. I don't have any time to read. I love reading and I can't read a book. It's ridiculous. And Katie was like, well, 
I am feeling like garbage too. And let me tell you why. And she told me all the things and we kind of went back and forth supporting each other and saying, well, what if you did this? And what if you did that? And what if you like looked into this person and their mentorship and tried to find some things that could help you with that. And we came to the conclusion that the types of support that we were looking for and needing that would actually make a difference for us were lacking in the world. It wasn't there for our age group. We were just like, everybody around us is on this hamster wheel of life. Like nobody's doing that thing of like showing that they're getting support in some way or seeking out mentorship or admitting that they need mentorship. So why don't we create a space where people can get mentorship and people can get what they need during these really hard transformative periods and figure out the best ways, the best tools to implement, the best things to do to navigate those phases of uncertainty. Because we would have never been able to do it if we didn't have each other. I honestly, like people ask us this question all the time. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I would be here right now like this if it wasn't for Katie. And we just happen to be lucky in that way. So like if you're, and that's not everyone. So we kind of struggle with this, I think, when we talk about these things, because not everyone has that benefit of having a close friend or family member or somebody in their circle that can, they can lean on in this capacity. Um, so if you are lacking that, I suggest really finding that in networks of individuals who are developing their lives and the types of directions that you might be interested in developing yours. So maybe that comes in the form of a professional network and a sisterhood or a brotherhood that you could join in that capacity of like-minded individuals. Maybe that's like an art expo. Maybe you're an artist and you need to go and connect with people who are doing something similar and have similar visions and dreams to you. But just getting around the right type of people is super important. And it, I'm sure everyone has heard this, but it's said that we become like the top five people that we spend the most time with in our lives. And it's really important to take inventory of that, like on a regular basis. It's not to say that like you have to cut people off and stop loving people that aren't doing the things that like you would want to do with your life. It's just a matter of protecting your energy and creating the right distance with those people that aren't doing the things that you're envisioning for yourself and getting closer and more in the space of the people who are, if that makes sense. Yeah, so more of the kind of the quote unquote good stuff or kind of the stuff that you want or the level that you want can rub off on you. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I love that. And so essentially you turned and you're going for something seemingly that, you know, I think what people sometimes can struggle with is that, okay, all, all of the things that I like, I don't see how I can get paid for, mm. right? And so when you you ladies, you know, with your friendship and talking it out, starting from venting, right, to, you know, you kind of identified community, right, like that you need support and how to use the networking. And you talk about mentorship and Katie, you talked about like liking um, to talk, <laughs> you know, kind of and reading books and all these different things. And that there is a way once you kind of start to get more in tune, what it is that lights you up, that energizes you, that there is a way to bring it forward into like you're doing it in a podcast format or coaching format, maybe formats that um, you have not thought possible before. Yeah, I think exposure is such a big part of this. It's just 
putting yourself out there, looking for things, for different opportunities, different possibilities that are out there. Um, because we wouldn't have wanted to start a podcast if we had never heard a podcast before, if we didn't know what podcasting was all about. Um, what worked out for us is we had both recently, well, Melissa had been listening to podcasts for a little bit longer than me, but I had recently discovered a few podcasts and just, um, that was one of the things that Melissa had recommended to me when we were on that walk that day of like, maybe you should listen to this podcast, take, take a look at it. And when I did, I was like, we need to do this. Like, why, why are we not doing this? <laughs> um, and I think a big part of like knowing that you found the thing and you had asked, like, how do you know, like, when, like, how did you end up there? How did you decide that that was the next thing? And what it really was, was that when I mentioned starting a podcast to Melissa, both of us just kind of felt like, yeah. Like, that makes sense. That's like, we could do that. How easy is that? We just like talk and record ourselves. <laughs> like, it felt easy. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. There's a lot that goes into it. But we weren't, the fact that we weren't worried about those things, and we weren't stuck in, well, how, but how do we do that? And what's wh like, what do, do we need technology? What kind of, what, what tech do we need? What equipment do we need? We weren't even worried about it. And when you have that feeling of like, I want to do this thing, it sounds really cool. It sounds really fun. It sounds really easy. That's when you know you found the thing. Like that is your next step. Go do it. If it feels easy, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, no, I love that. And, and sometimes, you know, did it feel easy also for, for you, Melissa, right away? Like if even the first episodes and yeah, I think it's all about making a decision. Um, there were definitely things around the first episodes that we were like, uh, how do we get good sound quality? Oh my God, I don't like the sound of my voice. Oh no, do we have to video record eventually? This is weird. Like, <laughs> how do we not get cut off at a certain time period? That stuff all came along the way. But I think that what Katie's really getting at is that we weren't concerned about it when we made the decision. And then we held ourselves accountable to the decision that we made. And we just did it. We were just like, no, we're doing this. Like, that's it. We're doing it. And when you're an overanalytical person, like I have always been my whole life, I am like repairing that part of me and trying to get less analytical about stuff. It's really hard to just make a decision and just be like, I'm doing this. I'm going all in, especially when it comes to your time. Um, that was the beauty of us starting in the pandemic. And that's not to say that you can't do this outside of a pandemic, but we had a lot more time on our hands than we were used to. So we were able to be like, okay, we're going to go and hang out for six hours. We live down the block. The world is in quarantine. We can't go anywhere anyway. So we're just going to hang out in our bedrooms and record and figure this podcasting thing out. And we did, and we got it off the ground in three weeks. And here we are a year and a month or so later. And it's amazing. We love it. And we've been able to stay consistent with it because, all because of that first step of making the decision. And you asked a question about money and how to monetize the things that you love and see like where the money comes in for all this stuff. You got to get creative with that part. We started looking into that stuff in the beginning, but we didn't expect to be able to scale very quickly and be like, oh, we're going to be making thousands off of this in the first month. Like that was never in our heads. 
And it shouldn't be when you're starting out a podcast. This is a slower role to creating a financial income for yourself. It's more of an intimacy builder when you're looking to um, create community and show up in a certain way. We were more concerned with building it and really getting it out there and making a name for ourselves first because we didn't have to worry about the money side. Yeah, we wanted to be making money, but we knew that the time would come where we would be able to make money off of it. Um, with that, with us starting the podcast, we've started a lot of other businesses where we make money in those ways. And now we have a podcast where we can use it to place calls to action for our businesses and drive sales to our businesses. So we create money by creating sales through our podcast and through the communities of, that we've aligned with that will resonate with the stuff that we're creating and doing and providing as services and forming as businesses in the world. And that drives sales to us because it's all about alignment from the front end of creation with anything. If you're aligned with the right community and you're very aware of the types of people you want to connect with when it comes to your listenership and the community of potential clientele that you'd like to bring into your space, if all of those things kind of match up, then everything you do will interact, if that makes sense. Like the podcast relates to the candles. It relates to Arbon. It relates to clarity coaching. It relates to psychology. It relates to all of the things because we were aligned with our topic choice. If we were to do like a podcast about true crime or murder mysteries or something like that, and then we went to go and try to sell candles, I mean, I don't know that that would be totally aligned. <laughs> so just thinking it might about- work really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might. It might. Maybe that's a poor example. But if we did that and we were like, we're going to do a self-care workshop now, we're going to do this, we're going to do clarity coaching. Maybe that's not the same person who's thinking about that, the person who's wanting to go and listen to true crime. Maybe sometimes it is, but just being really thoughtful about your process, that's what's helped us to create money along the way and to continue to scale our businesses as we move through this the entrepreneurship phase of our lives and really building things and getting to know what it's like to work for yourself. No, I love that. And I, Katie, were you going to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to add to when we were talking about it feeling easy and not allowing the how and stuff to hold us back. Um, I think it honestly goes back to something you said earlier of it's so much of this is so comparable to relationships. And when you're, if you think about a relationship that you're in that you know, like you found your person, like this is your person, the little things are, you're not going to let them hold you back or like come between you because you know, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to split you up. It's not going to end this thing, this amazing thing that you found. So just allowing yourself to commit to that thing and say, this feels right. Overall, it feels like something I should be doing. And it feels like something I can do. And it feels like it's coming with ease. You're not going to let those little things like, yes, there are difficult things that are going to come up along the way. You're not going to let them hold you back or prevent you from doing it. No, you're, you're so right. And kind of sticking with it, sometimes sometimes there can be the fear that can be natural of when you're starting to do and get exposed to new things because you're being pushed out of your comfort zone. But I think that you're talking about the sheer power of like when you 
when it's on your list and you want to give it a try, whether it's in the corporate, because like you lady said, it also means you might not need to leave your job. So whether it's, you know, taking on a new project or developing a new skill, you know, in your current career or starting something, a passion, you know, kind of giving it a chance on the side, you won't fully know until you try it, right? And let it run its course and then see, is it really what I want? Is it really something that comes naturally to me? Is it really a part of my purpose? And I loved how you you did an episode on your patent pending podcast about purpose and how it's really um, a journey and a process. Can you talk a little bit more about that, I think a lot of what we've talked about kind of ties into that conversation, but uh, what would you add in terms of if you're feeling this pressure, right, to know, but lacking still the clarity, kind of what, what would you share about, you know, um, finding your purpose and how it's, it's a process? Yeah, I think that each new step that you take is all about revealing a different level of your purpose. I think we're kind of accustomed to thinking that our purpose is made up of singular things, but it's not at all. And I don't think I learned that soon enough. I don't think anybody can learn that early enough in life. Um, If you're moving through life and you're thinking, okay, I'm only meant to be this one thing forever. No. No, 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 no. Let's just like scrap that right now because that is not the case. I promise you, you are more multifaceted than maybe you realize right now. And this is very common. And I would love for Katie to talk on this because she, outside of all of our entrepreneurship, she's a CPA. She went down a very singular path. And then it's like with things like this, for me, I'm a mother. I became a mother and I was like, I'm a mom. I am a mom. Okay, what else am I? I'm still Melissa. I've got all these other things. Like when you go into phases of your life where the path feels very singular, it's very important to recognize that you still have other seasons of your life to come where other things will be revealed, where new interests will come about and you will want to do work around those areas. And you will want to interact with people differently to support those parts of your purpose. I truly believe that a new part of our purpose is revealed through each different season of our life. And I look forward onto the future of my life. I honestly, I think I'm going to live to be like 120. Um, But I think that each season teaches you something new and it all interconnects. And I really hope that at the end of my life, I can look back and look at a legacy that I've left behind and see how all of those different parts of purpose interconnect. And I think we should all kind of move forward with that idea in mind. of How do I honor the parts of my purpose that are coming up during this season and allow those to exist for me in a way that interconnects with the other parts of my purpose that are still of high importance to me? How do I make it all work? Because so many people are telling us, oh, you can't have it all. You can't do it all. You can't do all the things. But I challenge that every day of my life. I wake up and I challenge that because I do a lot of things every single day. And I'm like, well, why can't we have it all? Who said so? Who said so? Why not? Why can't I have it all at different points in my life? Maybe I can't have it all right now. 
maybe I can support different parts of the having it all through my actions right now, but maybe it's not all going to be here right now. And that's okay. But understanding how that shows up for you and what that means for you in relation to your purpose and the actions you take on a day-to-day basis is of utmost importance. Because when you allow yourself to believe in that singular path life, you leave so many things on the table. It's here for all of us. It's here for all of us to have and to be in abundance with. But if you don't step up for it and try to reach it and go to access it, then it's not going to be given to you. As I was saying at the top of this conversation, nothing is delivered on a silver platter. And we need to move through our lives with this curiosity of where we're going next and how it all interconnects and which part of our purpose is needing to be honored right now in order to get to all those parts of our purpose. Yeah. Yeah. A a big part of it is knowing that it's not, there's not one destination, you know, just to add to that, there's not, not only is there not one singular path for you, you can do multiple things, there's actually no end. Like you, like if Melissa lives to 120 years old, she's going to continue to uncover different parts of her purpose for 120 years. Um, And I think that that's a big thing to keep in mind because we often get stuck and it feels really overwhelming when we think we need to find that one thing that is our purpose forever, the reason why we're here, the one thing we're supposed to be doing with our lives. And I just don't think that's true. And I think when we follow the little breadcrumbs that come up along the way, at some point, they all come together and it makes so much sense. And what's really cool is Melissa and I have kind of gone through that. And like right now we're in a phase where we are putting it all together and it is making so much sense. And when you get to that point, it's so validating. But what you need to do along the way is just believe that that's coming. It, you'll get there. It doesn't need, and it, it might be a week from now, a month from now, or 10 years from now, but just allowing yourself to follow those breadcrumbs. If I had never made that first candle, it would have never fit into everything that we're doing. If Melissa had never taken that first clarity coaching call, like it would have never fit. And now everything is starting to just fit together like a puzzle. Um, but, you know, you don't see that full picture right away. I think it's just important to follow those breadcrumbs and allow yourself to access different parts of yourself. And, you know, like Melissa said before, that singular path, when I was becoming a CPA, I didn't think there was anything else. Like, I just, I was like, that's what I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. And um, had we not started the podcast if you had asked me before we started the podcast, if I was a creative person, I would have told you absolutely not. I would have referenced the fact that as a child, I couldn't come up with conversations for my dolls to have. Like I was just not, (laughs) just, it was not part of me. I was, I'm not creative. Um, And then we started the podcast. And one of my favorite things is working with Canva. If you don't know what that is, it's a, like a, app where you design graphics and things for Instagram or whatever. That is one of my favorite things that I do with all of the different businesses that we've now started is working with Canva and like blew my mind. I was not artistic. I was not creative. I was not nothing, none of that, but you start to realize these things and they, 
they're just hiding. They're just not there, um, you know, clearly at the forefront of your mind. But when you allow yourself to follow the breadcrumbs, you discover things that you never even knew existed within you. I love that because what you're saying, you have to try, right? And the trying, like you discovered, if you don't try, right? If you keep going, doing the same, right? The same job, if you feel that calling that something more is in you, then you won't find out. And once you try it, like that's how you got exposed to Canva. You get exposed to different parts of your personality or strengths or kind of joy that you didn't even creativity, right? That you didn't know was in you. And that reminds me, even yesterday I was listening to, there's a song by Shakira, Try Everything. So there's a power. If you don't have the clarity, then try everything, literally, right? That's how you will find out. Yes, exactly. I love that. I think that's one of the things that um, we've talked about too, is if you can't figure out what it is, you don't know what your next step is, like literally try anything and everything. Just pick something up and see if it works. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? If yes, keep going. If no, put it down, try something else. I think that that's such a great reference. Um, and I think it's so important to remember that when you have no direction, you just feel like there's probably something out there for me. And I'll tell you there is, if you're thinking there's probably, there is. Um, just try something, it could literally be anything. I love that, I love that. I think you ladies are so inspiring. You know, the work that you're doing and community you're creating and the tools and everything, the wisdom and your journey that you're sharing, um, such a gift to people. So can you tell us a bit more where we can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So Katie and I uh, have a lot of fun over on Instagram. I think that's probably our most active platform. Uh, you can go and follow along the journey of the podcast. It's at patent pending underscore the podcast. Instagram. And um, if you follow there, you'll see our um, all of our personal page stuff linked up with the tags on all of our posts. But mine, um, as far as my personal page with all my other business stuff is at M-E-L-I underscore Loazo, L-O-I-S-E-A-U. And okay, I'm blanking yep. on yours. <laughs> mine's, just, mine's just at K Loverde, L-O-V-E-R-D-E. And yeah, my, thank you. All my business stuff is linked there. Thank you for spelling uh, the, especially the last names out. I think it's super <laughs> helpful. And um, go ahead and check out patent pending episodes. It's on uh, po on podcast, right? Uh, app on iPhone and also on Spotify. Yeah, yep. pretty much yeah. anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's there. Yeah, I yeah. love the conversations and topics they've covered from purpose and kind of teasing it out to overwhelm and stress and dealing like you said the life everyday challenges that we are all up against so definitely go ahead and download um, and check out their episodes and um, thank you so much ladies you are amazing and keep doing what you're doing thank, thank you, you so for much. having us this conversation left me feeling inspired and smiling how about you here are my top takeaways from our conversation with Melissa and Katie. So if you are hearing a voice saying inside of you that 
something is missing, this feeling of yearning, take time to acknowledge it and start to listen and tune into it. Ask what aspects of yourself are you not currently nourishing in your day job and take at least 10 minutes to actually write it down, write down your answers and maybe even some ideas of what you can start immediately doing or adding either in your day job or outside of it um, that could bring you more fulfillment, fun and excitement. Having a coach that can help you to gain clarity can be a super supportive and powerful tool and can literally help you see things from a new lens and start creating different results. Sometimes changing jobs can confirm if the job or career you're in indeed is or is not for you. And if you feel like something's still missing in your current job, Start thinking about how could it look differently. Start imagining and seeing some different possibilities. You can literally create opportunities for yourself within your current company. Start looking at the gaps in your organization and raise your hand for being and creating a solution. Also identify, are there other people that are doing what you want to be doing? Then follow them, even reach out to them, learn how did they get to do what they're doing now and reverse engineer it that way. Clarity comes from taking some sort of action to figure things out and whether they are right or not right for you. So don't wait for a predetermined big purpose for your life, but forge ahead and start creating your own way. Creating your vision can help you start with the end goal in mind and then reverse engineer the steps that you need to start taking now, one by one. And take one thing to do today that you can do as if you already are that future desired self living your dream job, living your career vision. I know this episode was packed, but this is a really, really good one. You have to, you absolutely have to devote time and space for yourself to create your own vision, to start moving in the direction of your dreams and your vision. And you build your dream job literally one brick at a time. And it all compounds over time. And exposure to different possibilities and out-of-box scenarios and examples of how to bring your talents, your passions um, into this world is another powerful tool. Just seeing examples of people doing different things uh, that are in line with what you want to do, again, can give you ideas about how to create your dream job. And at some point, you just have to make a decision to do it and go all in. That is the only way to actually try it out and know for sure if this is for or not for you. And I love this advice by Melissa to really move through your life with curiosity and find out how all the things that you are doing will connect and come together, kind of if you're following the breadcrumbs, you know, you will get to ultimately to your destination, to your dream, to your vision, to your dream job and career. 
So I'm sending you so much love. Check out the patent pending podcast. They are truly awesome and you will love them. I promise. If you know somebody who will be helped by the conversation we had we had with Melissa and Katie, please share the link to this podcast with them. And also come connect with me on Instagram at create your best career. Uh, I would love to see you there and I share updates and the latest uh, ahas, you know, when it comes to tools and tips and stories of how hopefully this all comes together in helping you design a career of your dreams, a career where you can truly wake up and look forward to Mondays, not just Fridays, weekends and vacations. I also wish you a very happy holiday season. I truly, truly hope that you can give yourself the gift of time. I do believe that that is the biggest present that you can give yourself to start to know yourself at deeper and deeper levels, connect with yourself. And this is one of the most powerful aspects of and tools of how you can start building the career that feels so fulfilling, that feels full of purpose and feels energizing and supportive for you and where you can make also uh, a lot of money while doing it and having fun at it. So I'm sending you lots of love, happy holidays, and come join me on Instagram at create your best career and share this with somebody you know who's not completely fulfilled in their current job.